welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, or recommendations, and recommendations, possibly recommendations. Who knows? You'll find out. For whatever we read. Amy, what did we read this week? We read A Dangerous Kind of Lady by Mia Vinci, which was a recommend to us, sort of, by Lorelai on Twitter. Lorelai recommended we check out Mia Vinci's work. Yes. And particularly the book A Beastly Kind of Earl, which is a prequel to A Dangerous Kind of Lady, but you can't get it digitally in Australia, so we've had to order a hard copy. Which has arrived, but we have not read it yet. But we gave this dangerous kind of lady a red hot go because it was available and it's the first book in mia vince's long hope abbey series great of which beastly kind of is a prequel thank you very much lorelei as ever i am deeply 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 indebted and grateful to anyone who recommends us stuff and lorelei said that mia vince is an australian author and we'd never heard of her because she said i'm you haven't mentioned any of her stuff and I've read it. No, yeah. I think you might be interested in it. So thank you so much for bringing to our attention a local author who we hadn't hadn't come across us yet. Really, really appreciative and grateful for that. Shall I do the spoiler free? Go for it. Okay. So full disclosure, I've forgotten everybody's name, but if if this is your first episode... That you're listening to. Welcome to the podcast. Kim never remembers. I never the names. remember the names. Um, I don't I remember never people's do... names, like in my actual life. It's an issue. And I never do the spoiler-free recap. So <laughs> between the two changed. of us, we're perfect. Um, <laughs> so basically, we it's follow... a Regency novel. Oh, thanks, Amy. We follow Arabella. Yep. Who is essentially the perfect Regency ton debut? Not debutante. She's been out a little while, but unmarried lady. So she behaves in the way you would expect. She is beautiful. She is haughty. She goes after what she wants. So she is just, you know, kind of mouthy, the main... She's very proud. She's very proud. That's her, her kind of thing. Yes. And so she had been affianced as a child to a man. Guy. Oh, his name is actually Guy. His name is Guy. Not... In my head, I had it as Guy, but I thought that my brain had he just done that. He was a guy. Yes. <laughs> no, he's, he's, Great. he's Lord something or other. Basically, they were like sort of pseudo neighbours. Their parents knew each other. Yeah. And so they were affianced at birth or promised to each other at birth. So she had always gone around telling everyone that she would one day be the Baroness of blah, blah, or the Viscountess of whatever, or the Duchess of whatever. I can't remember what his title is. Marquess. There you go. So the only one I did Whatever say. the lady version of that is. And is she, are you then a Countess? I, think, I don't know. I think you're a Marchioness. I don't think that's pronounced no, properly. <laughs> and it's not pronounced properly, but that's what you are. Okay. Don't quote us on that. At any rate, so she had always gone around saying, well, one day I'll be the blah, blah, blah of blah, blah. And then when... He returns to England from kind of a self-exile. He ran away when he made a bit of a fool of himself as a child. Uh, As like a young man, sorry. Made a bit of a fool of himself over a woman. And so he kind of just ran away and left. He also did not like his father at all. His father was a really awful man. He was very, very, very controlling. And like there's a section in the book where the guy talks about how his father – had him banned from all of the clubs yes, in London. There was only one club the he was one allowed that to go he, to. Yeah. yeah. And he couldn't, like, he had made it so the tailors wouldn't sell, wouldn't things, sell to him. things to him. He, there were only certain shops that were prepared to deal with him because otherwise his father would make trouble for them or whatever. Mm. So he had run off and 
never contacted or conversed with Arabella in his exile or anything like that. But once his father died and he had to return to take the Lordhood. Yeah. Because mm, I can't pronounce the Marquessiness. Marquess? Marquess? Marquessiness. When he came home to do that, he essentially wrote her a letter and said, oh, BT Dub's totally not marrying you, just so you know, and broke off the engagement. They grew up together and had knew each other quite well as children through lots of visits and summers together and whatever. And he remembers her as... Being sort not, of power hungry. Yes, and not being prepared to win, like to let him win. He was mm-hmm. one she was one of the only ones who would never let him win at anything, even though he was the heir and blah blah blah. So her, she's then is left in this kind of awkward position where her dad is going to disinherit her if she doesn't get engaged. Yes, because there had been lots of very eligible offers for her since she had come out. And she had said, no, 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 we should wait for him to come home. Like, we'll wait. He'll come back. We are waiting. Mm -hmm. And so now that he has come back, she was like, I'm sure it'll all be fine now. And when he officially wrote and said, it's a no from me, her father is like, right, you have an eligible offer from this man, we think, Skull. Lord Skullthorpe. Skullthorpe, you are going to accept him. And he is a delight. Everyone's like, he's charming and handsome. He's a war hero. He's a war hero. It's all wonderful. And he said, you're going to accept him or I'll disinherit you. And so she goes to Guy and essentially asks him to pretend. Yeah. Pretend to be, I think they're at a Vox Hill party, a Vox Hall party. Oh, yes, he's come back and the Prince Regent is throwing a party to celebrate the return of the Marquess guy, Roth. I always thought they made a pretty big deal out of him considering he wasn't a duke. Yeah, I know. He turns up, there's a party, she's like, hey, you, can we have a fake engagement? And he's like, I don't want to listen to you. And yes, this he is was just like, power play with yes. you. I go, no, nope, you I'm can't not trust listening. a word you're going to say. Rara. She's like, I need you to just help. But and he, she won't ask for help. And he assumes the worst of her. And so he won't help her, which means she has to accept Skullthorpe's proposal. So she ends kind of that party engaged to Skullthorpe. And Guy's main kind of drive throughout the whole novel is to try and gain custody of his sisters, his younger sisters, one of which is grown up-ish, like ready to enter enter society and certainly grew up with him and remembered having him around. And parents and things like yes. that. And the other is a very young baby half-sister. Yes. But his father, in kind of a last moment of being spiteful. awful and spiteful, gave guardianship of the girls to this one of his cronies who's equally awful and manipulative and horrible. And so he just wants to get their guardianship of them again. Off Sir Walter Treegold. And make a crony. family. He wants a home and a real family. And that's kind of it. Then there's a house party. Skullthorpe, shock of all shocks, turns out to be a bit of a toad. But in like a non, in a more interesting way than normal, I would say. Yeah, I agree. Then the rest of the book kind of happens at Arabella's family estate. She goes, they go back there and she, she also wants to get proof that Sir Walter is exploiting the girls because she's quite good friends with guys older young like older sister ish ish like she knows her and thinks she's a nice enough yeah. girl and doesn't want them to be exploited. to be exploited. So, so she invites sir walter and the family over so that basically she can someone can have an opportunity to go and look for like financial mismanagement paperwork Pace, yeah, basically. in his things guy turns up 
Sorry, he's not meant to, but he turns up anyway. Because he wants Skulls to be near there. his sisters. And shenanigans ensue. Pretty much that's it. Shenanigans. Oh, the only other thing that I would mention, because it happens in Chapter 4. It, I don't think it's a spoiler. I think it's important because it's so random look, and she, weird. She has a loathing for Skullthorpe and that and is he's apparent creepy. very, very, <laughs> like in Chapter 1. Yes, and the thing that he keeps bringing up is the fact that she is a virgin and that when he marries her, he is essentially buying, he talks about all the things she's bringing to the table and the one he keeps bringing up is her purity and her virginity. And it and she she even oh, says she's, she's like out. she's like I don't understand like lots of like people talk about purity and your virtue all the time and they're talking about your virginity she's like I understand that that's what they're talking about but the way he goes about it makes her feel uncomfortable she's like there's something about it that creeps me out and so she's kind of very angry because she is quite proud and she becomes very angry that all of these men men are dictating the actions she needs to take in order to not be thrown out of society and of her father's house and blah, blah, blah. So she goes to Guy in the middle of the night at his home in town in London and essentially kind of goads him into taking her virginity. The idea is she will keep it a complete secret. No one ever needs to know about it. But when she goes into her marriage, she will know that the thing Skullthorpe thinks he got he never got. And she got to choose when and who and how she gave her virginity away. Mm-mm. And that's important because at the end of it, guys like, what what was what was that? Are we like, is this just you trying to manipulate me? And she's like, bye. Yes. And dun dun dun. So that kind of then lays the groundwork for the rest of their – that's important for the rest of their interactions throughout the book, and it happens very early on. There's much tension and much lust. So much tension. Mm-hmm. So many so many confused moments. They're just very <laughs> confused. So I'll ask you. Ask me. Amy. Yes. What did you think of a dangerous kind of lady? I had two – Two or three goes at starting this because I found I have to be in the mood for reading like historical romance novels. Yeah. The first few times I was like, oh, I'm not in the mood. And you then, have to be in the right mood for everything or you're brutal. Yeah. I know. The people I'm think like, people don't know. You guys don't know. She seems really nice on the podcast. Darryl. Well, eventually I was in the mood to read this book and I really enjoyed it when like it was a really well paced book. I would agree. So I just was like, right, in mood, boom, 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 off we go. I had a great time reading it. The characters I thought were fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought that there was depth to both of them and they mm-hmm. both went on a satisfying journey. Even with the, like, it wasn't a, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you romance because we don't really no, like those. No, I like, can never come on board with those. It, There's always a level of misunderstanding. Otherwise, there'd be no board. Yeah, but there, theirs was like not understanding each other's motivations rather yes. than I really don't like this person, but I'm so attracted to them. Yes. And that meant- I hate it when there's a struggle with I I want I physically want you, yeah. but I emotionally and mentally detest you. Yeah. I always hate that struggle. No, it's, it, I, it doesn't. Mm, I don't find that a satisfying read I don't all. either. I find it sort of creepy. Me too. <laughs> so this didn't have it because they were – 
they seem to genuinely like each other's company. There was and a then respect there. Would be, there. Then there would mm. be moments of like misunderstanding that yes. they then would need to resolve. And I enjoyed spending time with both of them. Arabella occasionally like I was like because her big thing was she wanted to be the person who was calling her shots. She wanted and to be the yeah just that she wanted. To make decisions about her own life. And that didn't mean she wanted to be alone. No, but it meant that she found it really, really, really difficult. And part of the journey that she had to overcome was it's okay to ask for help. Yes. And just sometimes it was frustrating to sit with her and be like, come on, Arabella, just just say it. But that's the point. Like you're that's going the point. on this journey she, with her. And also it was that, you know, when you have no control over anything mm. ever, sometimes the hill you're prepared to die on is absurd. I think about that with with children a lot, like with toddler-age children. I'm always like, seriously, this is the hill you're going to die on, buddy? Which colour cup you're using? But when you think of it from their perspective, you actually don't get any other choices ever. Like the big choices aren't yours. And the same is true for Arabella. She is forced into dependence in every other other context of her life. I was worried at the beginning that the virginity plot was going to be quite heavy-handed and go for a long time. I like that she just sorted it within four chapters. Yeah, I like did. for herself, she was like, "Bam, man, done." So I really liked. I liked both of them. I liked Guy quite quickly. Yep. Like by the time we got to chapter four, which was pretty quick, way in, I Probably was like, three "I think you're actually in. like a good." Well, he wasn't in chapter three. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually a good human. Yeah. And I want to go on this journey with both of you. I did my usual cry. There was some nice emotive bits, like the relationship between Arabella and her father was. Yeah, that at the end was really sweet. There was a nice moment for them. There yeah. actually was, but it was quite, it had all the feels. It was emotional, that relationship, so because, funny. and the sort of family dynamic between her and her dad and her mum and her just wanting to basically be loved. <laughs> You're hilarious. Things I always that, have a cry. Things that get you that I'm just like, fair enough. Like, Yeah, I know. And then the things that get you and I'm like, oh, yeah. you're boring. Yeah. <laughs> We're different people with different experiences. That's we how shared, the world works. I shared taste sometimes in trash novels. absolutely. So I'll read it again and I'm sure. interested in the rest of the series. Yeah. It's not like the Long Hope Abbey isn't the house. It's sort of like an area and the other books, there's some characters who apparently appear like yeah. her friends in it, but yeah. it feels very standalone. Like Absolutely it's not feels a, standalone. You know how some romance novels we read where then they, at the I'm end of the novel, the they moment, pass to someone else. I'm reading one at the moment where I feel like there's a bunch of stuff I'm having to read because it's the first one in a series of like eight novels. And it's doing all the setup of like, everyone. Oh, this is yeah, exactly. Yeah, this so didn't no, this didn't feel that. like that at all. And I really enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a t- it's a recommend from me. I'll reread it. Great. So I guess in the world of trashy novels, that puts it in the treasure bucket. Woohoo! Yeah. What about you? Well, I also really liked it. I wrote notes mostly because I read like three things this week, and. I read it very quickly. I read this book very, yeah, really very quickly. quickly. Like, I think I read it in two sittings, which for me is unprecedented because I don't generally have long stretches of time for reading. And I think I read it so quickly because unlike you where you were like, uh, no, uh, no. As I, when I started it, picked it up to start it the first time, I was like, 
half a chapter in and I was like, this is exactly what I feel like. This is exactly what I want. This yeah. is exactly... <laughs> so I will say I definitely went into it wanting to like it like I was a I was a very sympathetic audience member like yeah, I was okay. like this is what I feel like this is what I'm here for come at me I'm so excited and with that in mind I I thought it was like pretty frivolous it was like the end of the school term when I read this and it was I just needed something fun and a bit Not emotional deep. and nothing super deep that I need to think about and just totally escapism and it gave me all of that which I really liked that having been said because I tend to overread into things sometimes. I really liked how foregrounded female autonomy was mm. in this book. And I liked the juxtaposition between, and it was this constant, like, it was this constant kind of dichotomy between what a woman had to do to be autonomous in this world versus what she had to do to be safe. Mm. And there was a lot of this kind of Arabella wanting to be independent, but society and the particularly her portion of society was not set up for her to be able to do No, and if she and wanted to, she would have had to have gone the path of Claire the courtesan. Exactly. And and, done that. and I liked and I liked the range of different women handling mm. that same dichotomy differently. Yeah. So, yeah, Claire is another character who was like, I had to choose my choices as well and I chose differently. This is my choice. And um, then I think that that's going – I'm hoping because of some of the characters that are her friends who I think will be the ones in the next series, like Juno, yeah. who's an artist. Yeah, And she's yeah, yeah, made yeah, yeah. that that autonomy might yes. continue to be a sort of yes. theme of the yeah. series. I liked Guy for the most part. I thought he was all right. I, I was much more – for me, this book was – like, there are books that I read because I'm like, oh, my God, that guy is so swoon-worthy. I'm just going to read it. And, and, no, I don't need American. to know. Yeah, I don't, need to know, I don't need to know anything about any of the other people in this book. I just need to spend time with this swoon-worthy man. This wasn't like that for me. It was much more about her. Yes. Yeah. For me, it was her journey and it was about yes, women. It was. And it was about women supporting women. And that was kind of what this book was about for me. It was one of those books that had I not been in the mood for, and read really slowly, I think I would have been annoyed by it. I think I would have found it really irritating because it has quite a lot of, I'm not going to tell you the truth because I'm, that would make me vulnerable, so I'm just not going to. That is that kind of very commonly used in romance novels and, and often and exists that's where you in real go like life. this. Ugh, just yes, talk to each I other. I get so annoyed because because it's not who I am either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if oversharing makes you vulnerable, I should be paper thin and fall apart at this point because I feel like all I do in life is overshare. No one will ever leave my presence being like, I wonder what she thought about me. <laughs> like, so I am the absolute opposite of that arc of story. So it always really irritates me when people are not forthcoming about things. Um, but well, you're because, my friend. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> true. I've just learned to accept things. I liked it because I read it so quickly. So because I just was like, oh, well, you guys are just doing that. It's fine. Whatever, but isn't that the perfect trashy novel, though? Something that you just sit there and you just go for like three hours. Boom. Absolutely. Yeah. You're like, I'm in. <sighs> but in the purposes, <sighs> but in the in the spirit, rather, of full disclosure and transparency, lol, about giving a recommendation. I'm yeah. just saying that if I had sat with it and read it slowly, that would have really yeah. irritated me that we were still playing this stupid game of I think Ooh. all these things, but I'm but I'm what I'm gonna say out loud is 
yes, I'd love a cup of tea. And then I'll be like, why doesn't he know anything about me? Because you don't tell him anything. Then the next chapter you're like, exactly. I'm going to use all of my deep knowledge about you to make a series of assumptions. That can't go wrong at all. And I'm just like, whatever. So I wanted a way more cards on the table moments. We read one recently, or uh, probably not recently. It could be years ago. My memory is shot. But we read one where in like the second chapter, the heroine is like, all right, I'm not going to lie to you. My dad hates me. He wants me to marry this guy. I don't like that guy. I think I'm going to marry like Rodney from the neighboring estate. But Rodney's overseas. Here's what I need from you. Well, that's what Here's she, what no, I'm going to give you. It was this book. She, she tries, tries. But she didn't. The part where she, she goes. Persist. No, but the part where she goes, I need this for me because otherwise I won't be safe and appealing to his good nature to help her. She never says that. No, she never says she that. Make, she tries to make it out like he's helping himself by doing that. It would actually be the best thing for everybody. I think it was a Mary Ballow. The summer, summer, a summer to remember. A summer to remember. Anyway, so yes, I will probably read it again. I don't know if I will. I very rarely go back and reread these things, so I would probably say it's trash for I me. I think you'll reread it in like 10 years. Maybe That's usually when I've forgotten the space everything about between it. your romance novel reading. But I would recommend it. Like, I really enjoyed reading it. It was great. And it got mm. me back into like a total Regency romance trashy oh, novel. We're deep in yes, now. I'm deep in. Listeners. I'm deep in now. Get ready for a whole bunch of these. Yeah, in a it's a row romance cause... novel ride. Yeah, so I really enjoyed it. So thanks, Lorelai. Thanks, Lorelai, very, very much. And a whole new author with a whole new yeah, series of stuff. Pretty exciting. Yay. So, yeah, thank you very much. And thank you for giving us a bit of your time this week. Join us again next week. We'll bring you more spoiler free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read. Probably and romance. Probably, <laughs> probably romance at this rate. And until then, happy, happy reading. reading. And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.